0: Hi, it's Charles Kelly. welcome to Money Tips. Today I want to talk about UK interest rates, which have just been hiked again this week, yesterday by the Monetary Policy Committee at the Bank of England. Uh, They're now the highest they've ever been for 13 years, the highest they've been in 13 years, not the highest they've ever been. Uh, it's, It's the fifth consecutive time they've raised interest rates, so they're going in little bits and, you know, a quarter percent here and a quarter percent there. But they're now at 1.25%, so they've increased from 1% to 1.25%. So that means that they've been below 1% for 13 consecutive, uh, 13 years, and uh, you know it, it's way below. It's way less than uh, average interest rates have been since since I remember. I mean, I, 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 maybe I've mentioned to you before, but I've I've paid a mortgage at 16 and a quarter percent, and I've had many mortgages at you know, in those sort of figures, 12, 13, 14, 15%. And, you know, at one time we thought it would be great to fix a mortgage at 10%. Many people did fix their mortgages at 10%. And then when the financial crisis came and governments started to artificially keep interest rates low and print all this money and, and really create inflation, uh, you know, a lot of people fixed their rates at sort of 8, 9, 10% and were complaining when rates then suddenly started dropping. And I can remember when interest rates started to drop, 2008, 2009, 2010. I had several mortgages and and you know the payments were high and the, 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 the properties were not making very much money, just sort of barely giving me a little bit of residual on top. And then the rates started to come down. And then what I decided to do was pay off more from those mortgages. And instead of just spending the money which I didn't need at that time, I, I either increased the payment to the lender or switched it from interest only to, repayment and, and did things like that to clear the debt because I had this spare money at the time so I can remember when rates came came down so now they're at 1.25 percent and as I said it's hard to believe that they've been so low for 13 years but but that's the way the way it is and in America the Federal Reserve uh, have increased their rates by a 0.75 percent by three times the amount so they they're really going for this inflation uh, curbing method uh measure i mean and, and so, so their rates have gone up and, and they they have a target range of between one and a half and one point seven five percent but they're forecasting three point two five percent to three and a half percent by the year end and many economists here are, are predicting that rates will reach three percent within the next year uh, so yeah it, this this comes as as prices are going up uh rapidly inflation uh, which they said was transitory is is now at a 40-year high. In in the UK, it's 9%. The Bank of England said it will reach 11% by this October. Now, they previously, last year, last September, October, they were saying, oh, it's temporary, it's transitory. It's, it's not going to be, it's going to go up and then go down a bit. So either they got it completely wrong and they were just giving us a little bit of, you know what? Um, so th- this is th- this is a fault of, of what's going on here. They have not really got to grips with inflation. Uh, and of course, this comes at a time when, Prices are going up they, and, and the BBC have done a survey saying that people are now skipping meals uh, to save money. Uh, and of course, it's summer now, so there's not this heat or eat situation. But uh, in other countries, um, you know, I was, I, I've got a friend in Australia, he said it's freezing cold there. They're actually rationing uh, electricity. They're rationing power. Uh, they say they haven't got enough power. And, and that's in Sydney, which is a major city, of course, in Australia. And and so it, it's getting into winter there and, and people are, are suffering. So it's not just in the UK and America. People are uh, finding it tough. And people are also cutting back on luxury spending. Although you wouldn't believe it, seeing that there's a lot of people going on holiday at the moment. But they are different people from those people that are struggling, of course. Um, you know, But people are cutting back on things like going out to restaurants, pubs, pubs. Uh, bars, that, that sort of thing. But of course, there'll still be people who have money and are going out to them. Um, I mean, young people who live at home, for instance, don't pay any bills. They can still earn a bit of money and go out and spend it overnight. So, you know, there are different categories of people, but definitely more people are using food banks and 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 charities to, to get by. There are, people are definitely struggling and this is why they want to keep, uh, keep ahead of inflation. And economists pointed out, you know, that inflation is is that the rate of increase so if if inflation comes down you know next year so for instance if if prices keep going up and up and up and then people stop buying then they will have to bring prices down you know garages have already said they're selling less petrol so they're going to think twice about increasing it again because people will just drive less have make less journeys economize more um and and all sorts of things so prices will eventually come down but you know, the inflation rate could be zero next year, but it doesn't mean that prices have actually come down. It just means that prices are not inflating by what, what currently in, in double digits, as we know. Most people know that inflation is more than double digits. Their their fuel bills are gone up, their gas and electricity has gone up. So most people are aware that inflation is more like 15, 20%, not 9%. That's just a, a fictitious figure as far as I'm concerned. It's just the way they're, they're fiddling with the, the figures. But if inflation uh, did stop growing uh, it doesn't mean that prices necessarily would come down some things may stay high for, for long and i don't see things like oil and gas and and, and this sort of with the war going on at the moment i don't see that coming down food i don't see coming down immediately because you know of the shortages around the world and, and we're seeing food riots in some countries so things are getting pretty serious out there but um you know we, we are seeing that there are and i want to give you some tips later on 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 how to to get through this how to beat inflation because you you can get through this it, it's you know you have to just take action to, to get through this but as i said uh 40 year high uh, and people are suffering but there are still people who've got money i mean if you go out to you know you look around people are still buying luxury cars at that sort of end of the market house prices are still going up slightly so if you've got the right kind of house, they're still selling pretty quickly, and you know we shouldn't necessarily. If you've got mortgages, uh, necessary panic about a, a small increase. I know in prices were uh, interest rates were more or less at zero, and now they're one point two five percent. But that's still historically very very low for for interest rates and and also as also for mortgage rates because yeah you can still get pretty good fixed rates at less than three percent, and and you should also remember that. You know, around uh, what's the figure here? I said something like forty uh, percent of people, uh, most people now. There are more people now that have uh, properties with with uh, zero mortgages than there are who who have mortgages. So uh, more houses in the UK are owned outright than than have mortgages. And we should also think about savers because savers have been suffering for the last thirteen years while interest rates have been artificially kept low. Uh, what about savers they're not mentioned in the news at all what about people who've got money in the bank retired people uh, people retiring and getting very low annuity rates what about those they are are also suffering it's not we always talk about mortgage holders mortgage holders but what about savers we sort of forget about those and you know recently i went to a bank with with an elderly lady and the, the bank said to her we haven't increased rates and that this was a couple of months ago so maybe they have now but on her account and she had you know a hundred thousand pound in one account they would not increased the rates despite i think at that time bank of england had put up rates three times and they still had not passed on that to to the saves. so that's criminal really it's it's terrible because they very quickly pass on these hikes to, to borrowers and mortgage holders uh, you should also remember that 75 percent mortgages are are already fixed yes you're going to come to an end of, of that that rate at some stage and then you'll have to worry about that at the time but while we've got low interest rates, you could pay off some of that mortgage to, to cut down your your future mortgage bills. This is this is if you've got a, a mortgage on a residential property. Uh, I, I'm, there's a different argument if you if you've got investment mortgages. But for residential, for your own property, and you're just looking at your own finances, then it's not a bad idea to to use these low interest rate periods to to, to clear off a bit of the mortgage or or put something aside to to save while while you've got. Low interest rates. Don't blow all the money at the end of the time. Uh, you know, we find all oh, rates have gone up, and now I can't afford my mortgage. No, you've got to plan ahead, and this is what most people do not do. And and 40% of fixed rates are fixed for five years, uh, so it, it's not disastrous for people. But these things will start to bite on on, on people gradually. And you know, okay, so 40% so uh, 75% of mortgages are on fixed rates already, but. What about the other 25% that are on variables? And what about people who are only on a two-year and three-year fix? They're gonna have a nasty shock when it when it comes to renewing that rate and, and maybe there's not so many good rates around. Uh, wh- one tip there is that when you go back to your lender and, and, and you say to your lender, look, I, I've come to the end of this rate, what, what can you do now? And they say, well, all right, we'll give you that rate then. You know, and you think, well, that's not very good. And you know, that's the time when I think you've got to look around because, you know, if you stick to one lender all the time, that they're eventually going to just screw you because they think, well, we've got this person, we don't need to do much for them. They basically take you for granted and sometimes you've got to move to get better deals. And meanwhile, they're giving better deals to new borrowers. And I think the government are looking to to clamp down on that because it, it is completely wrong that they will treat new borrowers differently from their existing loyal customers that they just sort of take for granted and, and give uh, inferior deals to when they come to the end of of these fixed rates so obviously lenders are anticipating future rate rises so they can't just give away uh, fixed rates just like that but um, just think about that you know think about having to to move around if if you need to to get to get better deals Um, so i can't see any immediate sign of prices of essentials like fuel and, and oil and gas coming down right away so it all points to a recession coming ahead you know, we've seen dips in the economy for most Western countries, UK and, and America. So it looks like we're heading towards a recession. So you've got to take steps to, to avoid you and your own you economy, your economy, getting into recession because you can... Uh, you know, i'm not saying ignore recessions but you can get through recessions and people make a lot of money in recessions by thinking differently from people who just say well it's a recession i can't do anything there's no point in promoting my business because nobody's got any money all that sort of stuff no you, you've got to think differently from that and and get through this because your your you economy is controlled by what you do and what's going on in your head not what the governments say you know most people say well my life is controlled by someone else my life is controlled by the government you know uh, there's an old saying from jim roan that if you will change everything will change for you and and he said that most people will blame the government or they'll think well if we get rid of boris johnson then everything will be right you know if we just have a new government if we bring in a labor government everything will be fine you know my life will change but no why don't you do something about your life yourself and and the old saying if you will change if you will improve if you will become better if you will uh, make yourself more valuable to the marketplace, and I'm going to talk about this in a little while, uh, then things can get better for you and things will get better for you. But 80% of people who want more are, are never prepared to do anything more to earn more. You know, they're not prepared to do anything to earn more. They're not prepared to put in that extra bit of study, to learn new skills, to take courses. You know, nine out of 10 people never study after they leave school or university. A lot of people never even read a book after they leave school or university. So sometimes you've got to do something for yourself. Now, getting back to the financial news, uh, crypto has, has been collapsing this week uh, and and Bitcoin has lost uh, over 70%. So I don't know how you can call that a, a currency, really. It's not a credible currency. It's not something you can use to go and spend. It might be people think, well, if they put the money into crypto, then when this great reset comes, their money's going to be safe. But, but is it? You know, not when it goes down by 70% in, 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 in a in a few days, you know, and, and, and it's not just Bitcoin. Bitcoin was seen as the gold standard of crypto and that, that's gone down. Uh, let, let's look here. Uh, it's major cryptocurrencies have fallen by a quarter of their value in the, this was a few days ago, it, it happened midweek. Bitcoin crashed below 21,000 on Wednesday, dropping by a further 10% overnight to reach its lowest level since the end of 2020. And as I write, twenty thousand six hundred and thirty dollars, uh, Ethereum has collapsed from just under five thousand dollars to just over a thousand dollars. It's fallen off a cliff. Come on, you know some cryptocurrencies have recovered slightly, but nothing near their peak. You know, Bitcoin, as I said, is trading at just over twenty thousand, twenty thousand six hundred thirty. It's dropped twenty five percent in the last few days, and. You know it's been crashing already but it, it peaked at november in november at seventy thousand, and all these bitcoin people were coming on youtube saying it's going to reach a hundred thousand dollars it will eventually be a million dollars well maybe in your dreams it might reach a million dollars and i'll be you know sick as a dog that i i didn't buy it now but you know i just something i don't understand i'm not going to put all my money into yeah if you want to put a bit of money into to to these cryptos that you can afford to lose you know why not uh, but i don't really understand it you know, you're talking about a currency which you buy and you exchange dollars for, or you exchange your hard currency for this currency, and then, as Warren Buffett said, you sit on it and wait for someone else to buy it at a higher price, or I think he might have said some other sucker to to, to buy it at a higher price. You know that that, and what what income is it giving you? Yeah, you can lend it out and that sort of thing, but it it's not an asset in terms of putting money in your pocket like buying a share in a company or buying a property that puts money in your pocket. It's just pure uh, speculation, that I, I i feel. So personally, I stay away from it. Yes, of course, I'd love to have bought crypto when it was $100. You know, in fact, I was in a fund. I was in an ETF fund that invested in cryptos, uh, but they closed the fund down and it was doing very well. And for some reason, uh, Hargreaves Lansdown, so I just closed the fund. I don't know what happened, but I got, I got, I made a profit on it. But I was, I was, I didn't want to go out and buy individual cryptos, but I was in a fund. Uh, so, so that's not looking good. And some, some economists are predicting that this is a bit like the dot-com crash when uh, highly speculative shares crashed in in 2000. And many people are seeing this as a sign that the market is crashing because, you know, you got to look at um, the stock markets as well. In, in, in terms of this that the stock markets have been dropping like a stone this week as well and over the past few months nasdaq ended uh just the other day uh Tuesday your wednesday ended four percent down um on this is uh, i think tuesday wednesday or thursday ended four percent down uh i think last night ended at four percent down dow jones two percent down you know this is is it, unbelievable really it's 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 a lot and that, now you look today and you say okay it's up today it's up by half percent but it deals doesn't that that's just today that's from its low so when you look at the uh i mean this was the the scene uh when i took a photo a screenshot yesterday you might be able to see that but you can see the nasdaq down by four percent now if i if i go onto the same site now it, it looks all rosy it, it says Okay, the NASDAQ is is up by 0.41%, right? So, yeah, it, it looks okay uh, f- up by 0.41%, uh, four, four up nearly half percent But it was still down 4% a couple of days ago, and it was down a little bit more before that as well. So, you know, when you look at the, the overall figure, it's, it's now just over 10,000 points. But, but if you look over a year... Um, and I'll show you that chart. Look, I mean, at that time, at one point it was up to, like, you can't see this, can you? It's not, it's not a very good, uh, image, but you, you can see at one point it was up to six, just under 16,000 and that was only in December. So by any stretch of the imagination, you know, 16,000 down to 10,000, that's, you know, like a 50% drop or around that sort of figure that's that's a crash isn't it isn't that a crash what is it if it's 50% down is not a crash then then what the hell is a crash the dow jones you know th- these are the blue chip kind of companies in, in in america yeah it's up a little bit today but it's been down a lot um it's it's now 29000 but it was it has been you know 36000 over over the past year so you know that that there's certainly correction but it, it could even be considered a crash but they don't want to call it a crash so a lot of people are saying that when bitcoin starts dropping the stock market's going to follow and you could see a much bigger crash ahead in the stock market so if your pension fund is all is stuck 80 90% in in stocks and shares maybe it's time to talk to your advisor and say look why am i exposed to this you know i'm retiring in a few a year few years time and you've got all my money exposed in the stock market which could drop just on sentiment. It could just drop because Putin does this, or the the bank, the Federal Reserve does that, or the country starts going into recession and interest rates go up again, and the the, the property market starts falling down. The stock market would, would definitely, on that sentiment alone, drop like like a stone. And then when it drops, it could stay down for a long time. So all these advisors, they stay in. It's going to come up. You're going to get the bounce. No, get out. Yeah, get out before it drops. Not. When it's dropped, you've got no choice, have you? You've got to stay in. But all these people that advise you in banks and funds and stock stockbrokers, their business is selling stocks and shares. So they're not going to tell you now to get out because they don't want their fund to collapse. They don't want it to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. They want you to stay in their fund and keep paying their fees. So all these advisors, when you see advisors from, you know, um, Bank of America or whatever, they're they're in the business of of selling these things, Yeah. They they, they they, are not giving you uh, really unbiased, impartial advice. But I, I am because I've got no X to grind. I'm not selling you shares or gold or Bitcoin, right? So look, there's never been a better time, I think, to get your finances in order because you can survive this. So I'll put a link up there to some free training. I, I also do uh, personal consultations as well. But uh, I'll put a link up to a free training video to... To, to how to manage your money better so that you can get through this. And you know I, I want you to help to survive this recession. So I'm gonna give you 10 quick tips, because as I said, 80% of people who want more never do anything to earn more. So I'm gonna give you 10 quick tips. I call them my inflation-busting tips. I'll, I'll quickly run through that, but I'll put a, a, a link up so you can read these. But here, here are some of them. Look, go for loyalty cards. Now's the time to go for loyalty cards and reward websites. Try and earn that little bit of extra everywhere you can. It used to be used to cut out coupons, and I had a a multi-millionaire client and she used to cut out coupons and send her staff to the supermarket to buy lunch using those coupons. Even if it saved 50 pence or or a pound, you know, she would do that. So, you know, if she wasn't too proud to do it, you shouldn't be either. Secondly, maximize your returns on savings and investments. Now, you've got to save money, uh, save a percentage of your money in somewhere like a bank, I know it's earning low interest rates, but you need money to fall back on so that you're not getting into credit by the likes of Wonga.com or these other loan sharks that charge you 40 and 50%. But when you've got spare cash that you can put aside for a longer term, then you should be investing in assets that provide income. Now these could be funds that invest in shares in the stock market, because if you're investing a little bit each month, it doesn't matter if it goes down or up. If you're investing, you know, a few hundred, or pounds per month, or look at property investment that puts money in your pocket. So, so that's the only way you're gonna get wealthy is by investing in assets. You're not going to get wealthy just saving in the bank. You know, and I talk about this in, in my books, right? I talk about this in Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. I talk about this in borrow and grow rich, how you can use good debt uh, and, and how the rich use good debt and other people's money to become wealthy. They 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 borrow. To, to invest they invest themselves and become wealthy now number three is clear your credit card debts as fast as you can or transfer them to interest-free offers i think that's fairly obvious i need to elaborate on that um and, and abandon number four is abandon your brand loyalty now this this applies to credit cards to mortgage lenders and to, to, to supermarkets now of course there are some people who've got money to to, to always shop in the most expensive supermarkets in the UK it's it's Marks and Spencer's and save uh, uh waitrose they they are the the you know the, 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 the in in the high street you know the, the poshest kind of brands and and most many people have the money so why would they want to go to, to Lidl or uh, Aldi uh, if they can afford to go into and, and and good luck to them but you know if if you are in that position where you can't afford it, then you have to go to, to, you know, you have to say, well, I can't keep going to Marks and Spencers and and, and uh, Waitrose because it, it's I, I haven't got the budget for it. So you've got to cut your cloth according to your 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 wallet. Um, then number five, that brings me on to shop wisely. Shopping wisely at, at discount stores can save you a, a fortune. Now, I was talking to a multi, multi-millionaire the other night and, and they buy all of their household essentials at places like Aldi, Lidl, or Poundland, they're not too proud to do it. They say bleach is bleach. Yeah, you can get better bleach, but you know, come off it. If you're using a lot of bleach, why, you know, they, they were telling me how much they paid for a two litre bottle of bleach. You know, pound fifty for a two litre bo- bottle of bleach. Now, the supermarkets used to charge two or three pound for a litre bottle of bleach. I can't believe I'm talking about bleach here, but we were talking about it. And, and this this couple are multi multi-millionaires. They've got properties all over there. They've got a huge business and, and they're just making a fortune and yet they, they buy their bleach in places where it's cheaper. They, they, they've they always, in fact, people like that always shop around for the best deals. You know, they're not too proud to do it. So you've got to do the same thing and look for price reductions. Look, you know, if you shop at certain times a day, we all know it. You get those stickers on there, yellow or red stickers, price reduction. I do the same thing. I'm not too proud to do it. I was out the other day looking for, in one supermarket, I was looking for berries. I was looking for blueberries, blackberries. And then I, I picked some up then i saw over in a, a bin there there were some raspberries there so i thought well why don't i just buy those now the blueberries were like two pound a little pundle of of of, of, of uh, blueberries and then i saw in this in this basket there were some reductions stuff they wanted to get rid of gone down from two pounds to 27 pence for, for raspberries now it's just a no-brainer yeah i might have had to throw a couple away but they're okay for a couple of days I bought some uh, nice cut meat that had gone down from three pounds to, to 80 pence or something like that. that will last for days. Even though it's reached its sell by date, you've got to use your head and your nose to say, well, this will last a few days. It will certainly last all the next day. So, so look out for these, these bargains. And if you're flexible and say, well, OK, instead of having this meat or that, veg, I can have that because I can get that cheaper, then why not? My, my parents did the same thing. They they went for the bargains. They went for the cheapest stores, and and why not? Uh, so shop wisely. Get, look for price reductions. And then we're on to number six, and that's cooking. You know, cook wisely. Don't um, you know buy all of this prepaid, pre pre uh, cooked, pre prepared foods and meals that you put in the microwave. They're overpriced. They're unhealthy. They're no good for you. don't buy salads that are already cut in bags get yourself a a few tomatoes and a lettuce um I I I would show you one but I'm not going to run out and show you but you know you can buy a lettuce for 50 pence and that will last days and that maybe last a week and but if you buy it in a packet you you buy some cut lettuce and cut things you know it's only gonna last a few days because they've already cut it and it's like five or six times the price when you compare it to to price per kilo look at the price per kilo not just the price of things like if you're buying chicken breast you know the price of kilo can be a lot higher than say buying chicken legs uh, and that sort of thing look for frozen food as well frozen uh frozen veg frozen fish frozen meat can be a a lot cheaper no no less uh, tasty and healthy uh if, if you buy those sort of frozen things and you know, and you've got to really be uh, shop-wiser, that's what I'm saying in, in, in my point number five, cook for scratch, avoid expensive prepack, yeah, that's number six, number seven, get control of your finances, and stop spending more than you earn, don't, you know, spend money you don't have to impress people you don't like, uh, to buy things you don't need, you know, so look, I might have got that in the wrong order there, but, you know, don't, anyway, forget that, anyway, so, look, you've got to stop spending more than you earn. You've got to stop living on your credit cards and going out when you can't afford to go out. That That's just a no-brainer. Um, you know, live live within your means. Now, I remember uh, Robert Kiyosaki saying, they well, tell you to live within your means. That's a lot of garbage. You know, I don't live within my means. You know, but is he? I don't think he really meant it. Like I don't think he was really suggesting uh, to, to live above your means. You know, he, what he meant was to earn more money. Uh, but get control of your finances. And a number... Eight is a slight variation, that is earn more than you spend, earn more than you spend, generate more money so that you can earn more than you spend if you can't live within your means. Because clearly, if your budget is not enough, if you cut back on everything and you're shopping in Lidl, you're shopping in Aldi, you're shopping in Poundland, you're buying bargains at the end of the day, you're scrambling with this scrum of people buying bargains then you can't do any more. So you've got to earn more money. You've got to bring in more revenue. Just like a business, if they get the bean counters and the accountants, they cut back on marketing, they cut back on salesmen, they cut back on company cars, and they think, what are we going to do now? You know, you can't just be a bean counter. You need to be a a leader and a generator of income in a business. So the same thing applies to your business, your, your economy, your internal economy. So earn more than you spend by increasing your income. So number nine could be, get a part-time job. There are millions of job vacancies and they can't get enough staff. There are signs all over restaurants saying we need staff. So if you can't earn more, enough money during your nine to five office job, then go out and and help in restaurants and pubs that need people or get part-time jobs, driving, delivering food in in Ocado vans, speeding around the streets. You know, there, there are always ways of earning a bit of extra money. It could be a weekend job. This is what migrants have, have done since the beginning of time they get to a country they, they have three and four jobs and then while people are complaining about the recession they say no i'm doing fine i'm, I'm buying a house you know because they're earning money they're out there you know while while people are at home watching eastenders they're out doing their part-time job cleaners can, can earn up to 20 pounds an hour you know more than the nurses you know so don't be too proud go out and get a part-time job or um Uh, Number 10 is start a part-time hustle, a little side business. Now I've talked about this in many occasions about having little businesses on the side. It could be an online business. If you need more help with that, drop me a line. It it could be a property business where you get it, you get into property with no money down. So there are lots of ways. So those are my 10 inflation busting tips. So if you want to get into property, there are many ways of getting into property. Join me for my UK property talk. Uh, Usually goes out on Saturday at 10 a.m. And I'll be talking about property uh, how you can get into to property courses to buy and, and control property using none of your own money. I can't say better than that, can I? And that's buying an asset that will, you know, be there long after people have forgotten about Bitcoin and that's when Because it will be putting money in your pocket straight away using none of your own money. So join me there tomorrow morning. Uh, obviously, if you're watching the recording, it's not tomorrow morning, it's Saturday morning. I'll put a link up so you can register so you can see me live and join in the conversation. So thanks for listening um and and i'll see you if you can join me tomorrow morning for uk property talk but in the meantime uh don't panic get to grips with your finances and remember that 80 percent of people who want more never do anything to earn more so be one of those twenty you know, percent of people that do something to earn more and and get your finances in order by clicking on some of the free training that i'm offering thanks for listening and bye for now